everybody, and welcome back to your favorite film podcast, the best film podcast out there, one might say. Uh, the Average Film Enjoyer. We are your Average Film Enjoyers, Trey. I am Trey. Ja- I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Jagger. And we finally get a face reveal from Hello. the man, Evan. It's me. Um, how, fellas, how are we doing today? It's been a week. We uh, missed Friday, which I apologize to all of our listeners, too. We were, all three of us were very busy this weekend, so we just didn't have time to get out an episode. Um, but, fellas, it's been a week. How are we doing? How was our week? Good. A lot of salt burn. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you logged it, what, five times, four times this last week? Four times since our last episode. It's crazy. Damn. Evan, how about you? Is how it, you doing, bud? Dude, I'm phenomenal. I uh, I got a promotion at work. <clears throat> Went yes. from the lowly cashier at Save On Foods to the head baker in the bakery. W. So this morning was my first baking shift. 5 a.m. It was awesome. I loved it. I'm so happy. Yeah. So that's like really baking fucking a lot? Is it, I love it. I bake almost every single week. I love oh, baking. Hell yeah, I made man. a batch of bagels this weekend. I got a KitchenAid. I know you sent mixer. us a picture of the bagels. Yeah. They look so good. Yeah. So my family does, since my dad lives in Ontario, yeah. which is very far from me, we do late Christmas in January because it's too expensive for him to fly for Christmas. So mm-hmm. this last weekend, that's what I was doing. Uh, we did. Oh, yeah. we, we rented this Airbnb in this super fancy in the mountains. It was beautiful. They bought the whole family pitched in and bought me a stand mixer and I was baking and oh, it was a great weekend. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. And I've been just watching peak movies, which I'll get into later, but yeah, doing good. Are you a fan of um, great British baking show? My whole Okay. So I love the great Canadian baking show. It's one is of it? my favorite shows. I've never seen the British version yet, but the Canadian version is so good. I, yeah, I didn't know there was a Canadian version. Imagine. Before. A baking show where everyone is super polite and Canadian. It's the most wholesome <laughs> that... shit you will ever watch, bro. It's amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's my great. mom. My mom got like the Great British Baking Show cookbook um, with all their recipes. Um, That's sick. Right before COVID hit, and so oh, nice. when COVID first hit, those first like few months where we couldn't leave the house, yeah, every single day she would make one recipe. Yeah, so that's where I day, started baking. We either like had a we had a fancy bread, we had cookies, we had cake. Hell yeah. Anything, dude. It was fucking Do awesome. you watch uh Babish? Like baking with ba- or binging with Babish on YouTube? This bald guy with the beard. I don't think so. He's awesome. That's really where I learned to cook uh and bake more fancy stuff and my brother bought me his cookbook. Oh, that's sick. So as I hell. got that this weekend, so I'm going to crack into it soon. Hell yeah, man yeah um yeah all right um i'm doing good as well i hit my one year sober anniversary yesterday uh which is very exciting um very happy uh uh so glad that i did get sober because if i hadn't i wouldn't have been able to be a part of this podcast so um it's a is it's a good situation um went to the pinball arcade this weekend um i've told jagger about it um but evan i have this i live i think we're about 40 minutes away from the um uh the country's largest pinball arcade 
Um, you pay like $22 flat rate and everything. They have over 500 games on the floor and the majority of them are on free play except for like the claw machines and shit. That's um, sick. And it's like 40% pinball machines. The rest are arcade games and it's 20,000 square feet of just Holy shit. arcade games. And they also, it is covered floor to ceiling with like movie paraphernalia. Oh, damn. That's awesome. So like you go to use the, in the men's bathroom, right above the urinal here, right here is a signed picture from Steve Ulrich. <laughs> and right here is a signed picture from Matthew Lillard, both pictures of their characters. And that's crazy. Um, so yeah, went there this weekend to celebrate really cool. Um, but yeah, let's get into some movie news. Um, we've actually got a good amount this week. Um, I mean, Star Wars confirms that uh, John Favreau movie, uh, The Mandalorian and Grogu, will film in 2024. Um, Evan, I know we were talking right before yeah. that, that you weren't a huge fan of Star Wars. I'm excited for this. I think a lot of the Star Wars shows didn't really do it for me, except The Mandalorian. I thought that first season was pretty good. And Grogu is just insanely cute. So yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to this. It's weird guys? because Mandalorian is pretty much side quests the TV show. Mm-hmm. So it's it, I'm curious to see if the movie will up the stakes or if it'll just be one big side quest type thing, you know? Because yeah. they're, you know, the dynamics where Pedro kills it, like the Mandalorian universe is really cool. Season three was pretty mid. Um, but. Yeah, I'm erring on the side of optimism just because mm-hmm. I want it to be good, but yeah. we'll see. I'm worried it's just going to be a big side quest movie. Yeah. Um, Jagger, what about you? Do, do you have any interest in this, or are you kind of just like, meh, I don't really care? I mean, I think that, like, I I liked the show, so I'll take it either way. I'll watch the movie. Might not love it, but I'll watch it. Yeah, for sure. Um, we also got news that Gerard Butler will be reprising Stoic uh, for the live-action How to Train Your Dragon. He plays the dad, um, so he will be in that as the dad, which is exciting. Um, let's see what else here. What else? What else? What else? We did get big news in the world of TV today. That oh, Caitlin yeah. Denver has been cast as Abby for season two of The Last of Us. Oh, that's exciting. I haven't gotten around to Last of Us yet. Uh, the show or the game? I've played the game. Okay. I haven't watched the show yet. Uh, gotcha. I've heard great things, though. Yeah, it's funny because Caitlin Denver was originally the fan cast for Ellie, and now she's been oh. cast as Abby. Yeah. Because she um, looks like Ellie, she sounds like Ellie. He's got that like same demeanor. Yeah, I pray I for Bella this poor Ramsey, actress. It seems like she's doing a great job. Yeah, um, I seems... I pray for the person that has to play Abby. Like that is not a fun role to portray. Yeah, and it <laughs> seems like her, Bella Ramsey, and Pedro have really great on yeah. and off screen chemistry. Um, it was weird when The Last of Us was filming because they filmed it in my hometown. So. They shut what? down the serious? universe. Yeah, they filmed it in Calgary. That's so crazy. watching like the Philly episodes, they filmed it right outside. You know that shootout that happens in like episode six or whatever when they first get into Philly? Uh-huh. 
I think it, I think it's, it's in the game, that. yeah. Like when Joel's like got the guy pressing his neck into the glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, they filmed that right outside of my local classic theater where I saw 2001 A Space Odyssey, and the sign is still there in the show. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Like, that's fucking dope. Yeah, it's cool seeing the landmarks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, we got this is, I don't know if you guys will care about this at all. Uh, Steven Yoon. So we had news uh, that he was cast and set to be um in marvel's thunderbolts which is one of the few marvel projects that i'm actually looking forward to which we'll talk we got a trailer for echo earlier this week so we'll touch on that in a sec um but thunderbolts is one i was actually looking forward to because it's kind of like the dark avengers so we would have gotten loki we would have gotten zemo back yelena all these characters that i love and steven yoon and it was leaked who he was set to play was set to play sentry who is my favorite Marvel character. He has never been on like the live screen. He's never been adapted out of the comics. He has the same powers. I don't know if you guys know who Sentry is, but he has the same powers as Superman, like all powerful, strongest, fastest, like just insanely powerful. But he is a paranoid schizophrenic and an alcoholic. Uh, So there's a lot of different, like, and that's what I love about Marvel is they give these characters real human issues that can help you relate to them. And so he kind of is like, it's, there's some there, it's more complicated with him. And, um, I was really excited. Steven Yeun was set to play him. Um, but he is no longer going to be in that, which is disappointing. Um, Oh, it started raining again. It's been raining so much here. Uh, oh, Steamboat Willie um, <laughs> is officially yeah. public domain. I'm sure both <clears throat> of you saw this. There's already two horror movies. Based, and a video game. <laughs> and a video game based on... So now Steamboat Willie is like out there for people to use. And so I think we're going to get like Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey-esque type movies for Absolutely. Steamboat Willie. Um, I don't know if in. you saw it. I don't know if you saw it today, but Adult Swim posted like a Be Right Back picture, and it's just Steamboat Willie like kissing and humping the Be Right Back sign. <laughs> They're playing it today. <laughs> you should search it up. It's really funny. That's really funny. Um, Jagger, I know you're a fan. You uh, or you're one of the few people who actually enjoyed Blood and Winnie Honey. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think Wait, of this? What was the score on Blood and Honey? <laughs> Three stars. That's yeah. crazy. I gave you. Um, I I really wished that they had called it Screamboat Willie, but they didn't. Oh, I'm kind of mad good. about that's that. That's a good name. Shit. That is a really um, good name. But they didn't use that, so points deducted for that. But I am extremely excited for this, and I will watch the entire, like, public domain horror movie cinematic universe, and I'll stay smiling through all of it, so. Yeah, I mean, it's dumb, and they're not, like, well-written or actually good. But they're so I mean- fun, though. That's what we talked about yeah. with like the Hen and Lauder stuff and the Be Real Horror back in October. None of it is actually like well made. Like it's just dumb fun. Like you know? look at my four and a half star rating this week for Five Nights at Freddy's. That's, it's not. That's yeah. Okay. It's okay. not well written. That, that, that's, that's, that's that's another that's a conversation. <laughs> okay, it's not well written. The plot sucks. The acting's really bad. It's and also it's not fun, really and it's bad. very boring. It's so um, boring. It's so boring. 
But I have it in 93 out of 100 because oh as a fan, it makes me extremely happy to watch. I respect that. I've never been a fan of the game. I didn't really grow up playing them, which is why I have it. I think I have it solo. Evan, I don't know about you. If you, I've played the games. It's just a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's so boring. I fell asleep watching it. Um. Yeah. It's whew. In all of the uh, seven times I've watched it, I've yet to fall asleep. You watched it seven? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Um, Damn. In other news this week, uh, unfortunately, actor Tom Wilkinson has died. Um, I most well known him, or I most know him from uh, as Carmine Falcone in Batman Begins. Um, R.I.P. Wait, the guy from... Of- the guy from the Full Monty? Yes. I'm pretty sure he's oh. in the Full Monty. So all of our thoughts go out to his family. Um, great career. Yeah, he's um, great. He was really good in uh, Michael Clayton, too. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, that's great. Um, Should watch it. We'll get into it when uh, you touch on Ides of March. Yeah. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't think there's really too much else that's new. Um, Golden Globes, though. We got the Golden Globes on Sunday. Uh, first, first, let's touch on the awards. This was the a awards great were year. good. Yeah, the, the awards. The awards were... It didn't feel rigged. Everybody no. who I think should have won won. There was only two that I was potentially not really, but kind of sad about. Which ones were those? The animated, I would have loved to see Suzume win over Boy and the Heron. I think that, Suzume was a masterpiece. That was one that I was mind-blown yeah, by. I, I cannot that, believe. I thought, I thought Across the Spider-Verse was going to win. I thought it was I, a lock. I know, yeah, me too. It, it, it should have been a lock. So I'm not mad that a, like a Studio Ghibli movie won. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I doubt the Oscars will follow suit, but we'll see. Yeah. The other uh, one was screenplay. I really wanted to see Oppenheimer win this. I'm not. Who won? Remind me who won that. Anatomy of a Fall won. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. I. I. But see, I like the representation of foreign cinema. Yeah, it's really cool. It, that was a big surprise. Like when we were watching it, all of us in the uh, the Real Talk Discord, we were shocked by that award. So I'm not mad about it, but it wasn't my first pick. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm sorry though. I, I I'll sit here and I'm gonna quickly defend Anatomy of a Fall, if I may. I number one think that this is the best movie of the year, as far as like technical stuff goes. As far as enjoyment goes, I'm all here for poor things, but as far as technical stuff goes, I don't believe in the last twenty years we've gotten a movie as good as Anatomy of a Fall. Let me explain. Wow, Anatomy of a Fall, through its entire runtime, has you guessing. A person who can write a screenplay where no matter any every turn it takes for its entire two hours and 30 minutes, it all is totally justifiable for like seven different options. That's fair. No That's really like I, I have Anatomy of Fall like fifth on the year, I think. At no point are you definitively able to say what happened. At no point. Two weeks later, I still can't tell you what happened. I have no clue. And that's what's incredible about Anatomy of the Fall. That's that's fair, yeah. Again, like I'm not upset by it at all. 
But yeah. Oppenheimer um, is just fucking peak. That's it. Yeah. Uh, holdovers got some love. We got Divine Join Randolph and Paul Giamatti, who both won awards for their performances, which I love to see. Both yeah. of them 1,000% deserved it. Did you um, see that picture of Paul Giamatti at the internet after uh, the awards? Yes, dude. dude what a Chad. So what a king. Oh, my God. I love, I, Paul Giamatti is, is a... Do you guys follow, Do you guys know who Matthew Friend is? I think that's his last name. He does impressions. I don't think so. I'll have to look uh, him up. Well, he he like was at the Golden Globes interviewing people, and he did impressions. Like he would interview people and do their voice, and he did it with Paul <laughs> Giamatti, and it's like the most wholesome video. That's it's awesome. so great. Um, uh, let's see, Oppenheimer. Uh, surprisingly, me and Jagger did not predict this. I don't think anyone predicted this. I thought. I mean, I knew Killian was going to win. I knew, um, I knew RDJ was going to win, Jr. but best director and best picture I thought was going to Killers. Um, I'm so happy Nolan won best director. It's oh, a hit thousand percent. like <clears throat> I saw someone say this, but like now he is a phenomenal filmmaker and continues to put out peak. This is his Oscar movie. Oppenheimer. He puts yeah. out movies that are not in like Oscar movies. Tenet, Inception, Interstellar, whatever. This oh, is Dark an Oscar movie. Yeah, The Dark Knight, I guess. But um, this is the Oscar movie. So I am so happy that he's starting to win because he is an incredible filmmaker that deserves these awards. Like I would have loved to have seen Yorgos Lanthimos win this because I think Poor Things is incredible. Mm-hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon has some issues. I don't think Bradley Cooper has any business winning this award. No. Um, I do I'll think Yorgos... Did, oh. Didn't Yorgos win... Didn't Poor Things win for Best Picture? Best for, Comedy, yeah. 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 Called it again. We were Justifiably right Justifiably so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was very, very good. I'm happy I it mean, won over Barbie. I thought Barbie was going to win. Yeah. I'll tell I'm you glad. what. We also got that new award, the Cinematic and Box yeah. Office Achievement. Barbie won. I'm so mad about that. <clears throat> why? Are, why? I'm so mad that that award even exists. Oh. Yeah. The I thought they were going to give they... it to Super Mario Bros. or Taylor Swift. And I thought Taylor what... Swift might have taken it. Yeah. In previous years, the Golden Globes have just been a popularity contest, which is why I was nervous that Ryan Gosling might take Supporting Actor. Because the Golden Globes have always been who was the best as far as who brought like people into seats. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Golden Globes were. And the fact that they like discarded that, everyone was really happy. And then they gave it its own award of just who made the most money. I don't like that. I think that that's kind of stupid. Well, I don't think it was who made the most money. It was not only like who made the most money, but also like because if it was just who made the most money. It would have been Super Mario Bros. or Taylor Swift. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but the box office achievement has nothing to do with quality of film, which has nothing to, like, no reason to be at an awards show. Let me just say, thank God Mario didn't win this award, because that movie sucks. The fact Uh, that it didn't win any awards made me happy. I... It was so funny. We were watching the red carpet beforehand, and all the interviewers are talking. They're like, 
Barbie's going to win this. Barbie's going to win that. Barbie's going to win this. Like, it's Barbie's year. Nope. Poor thing's mm-hmm. year. Poor thing's sweep. Gotta love, gotta love Yorgos. What yeah, the Oscar is going to be really like. interesting when you merge all the categories to one and it's not drama versus comedy. Yeah. Very the curious to he, see. The fact that he came on stage and before thanking anyone else, he thanked Bruce Springsteen. I think that that's <laughs> massive W. Chad. Massive W. Gotta yeah. love Bruce. Ah, I've met I met Bruce Springsteen. He was doing a book signing in Portland, um, and we got tickets. And I waited in line for four hours, and I got to meet him. And he's real short, but he's so nice. That's he's sick. so nice. He's really short though. He's not tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, awards. Great year for the awards. Now, Joe really Coy. Like, Joe Coy. My man. Uh, fuck this guy. Dude, what the hell? <laughs> I, he got like halfway through his monologue and I was like, when are the jokes coming? He wasn't funny at all. It was terrible. And yeah. it was so he obvious. He drops a joke about Barbie being about a doll with big boobs. He Did said you boobies. watch the fucking movie? He said movie? boobies. Boobies. In a you, gold, like, on TV, he said boobies. Did you I even watch the movie? It. The whole movie is the is against what he just said. He's like, I and... have a, oh, I have a transcript of the monologue open. Oh, do you? Yeah, so, give it to us. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna read the whole thing. All right. I have to say yeah. one thing really quick before you do that. Yeah. He is talking about how his New Year's resolution for 2024 is to finish Oppenheimer in 2025. Killers of the Flower Moon is like 45 minutes longer. What do you yeah, mean? Oppenheimer wasn't even the longest I movie to come it. out Killers this of year. the Flower Moon is way longer. It's crazy. It was, All right. oh it was my so god. Bad. Okay, Please here we go. Oh god. Give it to us. <laughs> It starts off at an award show. Yo, <laughs> I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. You're kidding me, right? Slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. First line of the monologue. Can I, can I, can I say something about that? As, as a stand-up comedian, a... I... That is the definition of toxic comedy. When you are bombing, you don't blame it on the crowd. You don't blame it on the people that wrote the jokes. You change something up to try to get the crowd back. That is what you do. You don't even blame it on other people. It's so funny because like, when you look at the other years, the host came back out all the fucking time. Like every five, ten minutes to, to talk about like whatever this and that Ricky Gervais was did like three different monologues Tina Fey and, and Amy Poehler did a bunch of mo- he was gone the moment that he popped up like maybe I'm once sure, after the, the I'm, monologue I'm sure they had him in for more parts of the Golden Globes oh, absolutely. after that opening they were like hey yeah. you, just, you just hang out back here <laughs> oh my god can we also quickly pit stop Will Ferrell and um, what's her name? Christian Wig. Yeah. Dancing the Kevin McLeod music. What was that? I thought that, that was it pretty, went off. It I was funny, was but it funny, went on actually. way too long. It was funny, but I was like, I just need to get to the awards because I was so burnt out on these bits from Joe Coy. Like, yeah, I don't um, think it was a bad bit. It was just it just went on too long. Yeah. And also the whole uh, the whole joke he had about Taylor. 
Like, what was that, dude? dude Not cool. He just he. It was well, obvious that they need to get people in here that appreciate film. Like they yeah. should oh, choose yeah. like a content creator every year to come up there and talk about these films and just have the guy be like, yeah, and this film was amazing. I mean, what? Like that would okay. be so much more enjoyable. It's just, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Um, let's keep, let's keep going on that. We'll get there when we get there. One more thing. Yes. One category that really pissed me off the way the box office achievement did for you, Jagger, the stand-up comedy category. Dude, now, that... I am Why did for, Wanda Sykes not win? I am all for stand-up comedians yeah. getting getting their kudos. I love that. I love that there's an award for them. Choose better specials. Yeah. None of those. I've watched those. None Where of them are BBJ? funny. Where was Tom Segura? That, exactly. that was Baby amazing. J. Tom Segura. Shane Gillis's new special. Yeah. Oh, my God. Stavros's new special. Dude, Stavros is so funny. And then, like, like honestly, Tom Segura should have been on here. He's one of the biggest stand-up comedians in the world. Even Burt Kreischer dropped a special. I haven't watched it. I don't know if it's good, but, like. It's not. I can tell you that much. Because but Burt Tom Kreischer Segura is, is like, funny. is, like, it's crazy he was not nominated for this. Yeah, or or John Mulaney for Baby J. Yeah. Or Nate Bargatze. Or, like, the biggest snub, in my opinion, this is who I would have given it to, Shane Gillis. Shane, yeah, Shane Gillis' new awesome. special on Netflix is one of the funniest things I have ever witnessed. He is... God, dude. Shane Gillis, man. Oh, dude. Baby J not being there is so beyond me. But let's keep going really quick. Yeah. Uh... Welcome to the 81st Annual Golden Globes. I'm your host, Joe Coy. No one knew who he was. Thank God he said his name. Uh, look, I'm just taking this all in. Let me look around. I'm taking this all in. I'm so excited to be here. This is a dream come true. Not just for me, but for everybody in here. Blessed the Joe Coy is here. We all dreamt of this moment, and look at this. You're going to look around. Look around. Look, Kevin Costner's here. Kevin Costner is never here. Kevin's like in a mountain with a cow or something, but today he's here. Don Cheadle is here. I'm just looking around. Just everybody's here. Look, what a weird shout is... out to Don Cheadle. <laughs> I love it though. Love what Don is he? Cheadle. Yeah. This is a good night, and I got the best seat in the house. Uh, any thoughts on that paragraph, or shall I keep going? I I don't think we should read through. I let's, I am let's currently just, just like. <laughs> My, I think we're my good. My <laughs> heart is like, it's just like, I'm just like, oh. It's just, he's trying way too hard. He the is. best hosts are just naturally going with the flow of the room, who's vibing out. Like, nobody was, excuse me, sorry, nobody was interacting with him. And like, it was just so dry. And he's like trying to talk to these people, and they're not responding to him at all. Yeah, oh, you had well, presenters I come up, and the presenters have Ricky Gervais. Yeah, every year, dude. Like the presenters would come up and make more chemistry with the actors in the room than anyone else. Yeah, I would just like to pull out a quick, a couple highlights. Then I'm gonna run a pee really okay. quick while you do that. Sorry. <laughs> I would stay up late every night with my family, just trying to guess who would win. And every time, my mom would say, "It's Meryl Streep, stupid. Who else is gonna win? She wins every time." Then it panned to Meryl Streep, looking entirely uninterested. Um, yes. I only watched Beef because it's mandatory, hyphen, I'm Asian. 
what's that for, dude? Not cool. Um, while my family was out there clinking champagne glasses, something about Oppenheimer, uh, my New Year's resolution for 2024 is to finish Oppenheimer in 2025. I'm almost there. No it's one's not laughing. Not Oppenheimer is based on a 721-page Pulitzer Prize-winning book about the Manhattan Project and Barbie on a plastic doll with big boobies. God, I still can't believe he said boobies. That on national television? <laughs> Robert De Niro's here. Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. You're kidding me, right? Slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. Look, Robert De Niro's here. I'm sorry. I'm a fan. I'm standing out. I love you, Robert. Okay? If it's awkward, I'm sorry. I had to do that in front of you. Um, It just gets worse and worse. Oh, here's a real hit. Uh, This whole paragraph. I watched Saltburn. You know what I loved about Saltburn? I learned that satanic families have feelings, too. He could have ended it there, but no. Is Barry Keoghan here? Where's Barry Keoghan seated? Where's your penis seated? Down front? That was the real star of the movie, Barry Keoghan's <laughs> penis. If you haven't seen Saltburn, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about it. So watch it. Uh, How do you think Dylan Barry was feeling hearing that? Mortified. And when the camera pointed to him, you could see it in his <laughs> eyes. Um, so then watch it. You'll understand what I was talking about. And then right after that, watch Barbie. And then you're going to be like, something's missing. And then watch Maestro. And you'll be like, oh, there it is on Bradley Cooper's face. What? That's hilarious. I was watching Maestro. I was like, that thing was dancing in Saltburn. <laughs> that was the only joke that made me laugh. Okay, that joke also made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> 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 that one actually made me laugh. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah. that's it. None of the other stuff made me laugh. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, Maybe try the Oscars route and go no host. So we will. I mean, this is obviously a great prerequisite for the Oscars of what will win awards and what won't. Um, we will yeah. go over the Oscars once those uh, come up. We uh, will. Um, uh, we will go in depth through each category of what we think is going to win the week before. So you guys yeah. uh, can make your bets. Um, um, yeah, let's get into today. We are continuing on our journey of the IMDB top 250 with number uh, 218. Holy cow. Um, number 218. Um the Terminator, one of the greatest sci-fi action films to ever be released. Um, came out in 1984, directed by the great Jim Cameron. Um, just an absolute Chad. Like, him and Ridley Scott. Just this, this, the the stuff that I've been coming, what was the, was it, I think it was on Discussing Films Twitter page. Ridley Scott, they were like asking like historians were like judging his movie and Ridley Napoleon and Ridley Scott said like, what do you know? You weren't there. <laughs> yep. It's just like both of these guys are just chads. I love it. Um, in the post-apocalyptic future, reigning tyrannical supercomputers teleport a cyborg assassin known as the Terminator back to 1984 to kill Sarah Connor whose unborn son is destined to lead insurgents against 21st century mechanical 
hedge money, hedge, hedge, I don't know how to say that. Um, my apologies. Meanwhile, the human resistance movement dispatches a lone warrior to safeguard Sarah. Can he stop the virtually indestructible killing machine? Um, this film stars Linda Hamilton. Um, love Linda Hamilton. Uh, Michael Bean, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lance Henriksen, Paul Winfield, um, Bill Paxton makes an appearance in this. 3.9 overall on Letterboxd and an IMDb score of 8.1. All right, fellas. The Terminator. Uh, Jagger, since you have it rated, rated the lowest, I'm going to shoot it to you first. What are your thought, What are opening thoughts on this film? Um, I think that it's good. I think the action's decent. I think that it's thoroughly entertaining. Um... I have it at four stars because, like, the action is really what drives this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think realistically, like, it's not a great movie, but I think that the fact that it's so fun is really what drives this movie. For sure. Yeah. Evan, what about you? Opening thoughts? Yeah, so I actually dropped my score to a four star as well. Mm-hmm. After sitting on it, I think this movie is awesome. Like my letterbox review says, let me pull it up. It says this movie Fox. This movie Fox. It's simply Fox. That's it. Like it's yeah. it's just such a badass movie. Like the first 45, 30 minutes is just crazy. You've got Arnold dropping one-liners like crazy, d- nuking gang members in a police station. Like it is just really crazy. I think mm-hmm. the whole yeah, it's Michael Bean plays Kelsey, right? Or... Michael Bean plays. Uh, I can't remember he, his name. Reese. Kyle Reese, Reese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reese. Kyle, Kyle, not Kelsey. Yeah. I think the romance is a little weird and like kind of forced, but this movie, mm-hmm. like the pacing's really good. It's an hour forty. It goes by crazy fast. Like the first yeah. half is just so electric, and mm-hmm. I think it loses a little steam in the second half, but it's just really fun. Yeah, like Jagger said, it's it's a fun action movie. I, the world building is pretty solid for yeah, uh, sure. for what it is and how like little you kind of get of it. You still get a really great sense of danger and also what's to come. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's good. I like it a lot. Yeah, I totally agree with you on the wor- world building. I'm a huge fan of this. I love Arnold. Um I I just love like those actors who Arnold has never tried to do anything except to be Arnold. You know, yeah. He knows what it's the same thing with Jason Statham. Um, yes. Jason Statham <laughs> never does anything different, but that's because he knows what he's good at, and he just sticks with doing that. Um, before this, so Terminator was released in 1984. Before this. The only really big role he had was as uh, Conan the Barbarian, right? Um, which I believe was '82, uh, or th- that might have been '84. I think this might have been like his first big role. Um, really? That's no, a crazy yeah. Conan first the Barbarian. He played Conan um, in 1982. Big uh, bad movie. So before this. He was just like, I mean, obviously, massive bodybuilder. Uh, obviously, like, just a massive dude. 
Mr. Universe, all that stuff. Um, he didn't really have any acting credits, um, but this is kind of what set him off as like the next action movie star, you know, the next Sylvester Stallone. Um, because we obviously get him as a Terminator. Evan, as you said, we get those wonderful, wonderful one-liners, um, like the, I'll be back. And he, and he drives into the police precinct. Um, Amazing. Yeah, we get, we get badass action moments from him. And this really, like, set off his career, not only as a recurring role in these films, but as uh, Dutch in Predator. He was also uh, Quaid in Total Recall. Um, he was in so much stuff like this after being in Terminator, um, which is so... It, it This movie really helped along his career. Um but also we get great performances from Linda Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, who before watching this movie, I had only seen her in Children of the Corn. So mm-hmm. I didn't really see her as this badass action yeah. <laughs> hero, like a Laurie Strode type character. But she was great. <clears throat> we get Michael Bean, who is so good in this movie. Um, I just watched this the other day and I was thinking to myself, imagine you're Sarah Connor and you just see on the news in local news, Sarah Connor murdered in lo- local news, Sarah Connor murdered <laughs> Sarah Connor. Mur- Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as plot goes, I don't think there's really too much here as far as plot character development, all that stuff. I think I really just watch these movies. I think, and I feel this way about most Arnold movies. I watch them for the action for the cheesy one-liners for just like the badassery that happens it's it yeah and this film has all of that um i'm wondering for you guys uh let's just get into our four questions um most rewatchable scene for you um oh i'll take it with just the i'll be back soon yeah yeah evan what about you <clears throat> I I mean that's an obvious pick. It's mm-hmm. probably mine. I also love the when he goes to the gun store and he's like, I want this. Or he's like, he's like, oh, which one do you want? And he's like, all of them. And he just blasts the gun store clerk through the chest with the shotgun. Yeah. And also he's like, oh, I want this like fifty millimeter laser rifle. And he's like, <laughs> huh? like, sir, I I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, that's a great scene. And when he he's like buck naked and he goes up to the gang members and he's like give me your clothes and they pop the knife and he just (laughs) punches the dude straight through the chest like yeah that that first 30 40 minutes is really where arnold shines yeah agreed yeah Uh, i think for me it's the uh the scene uh where he the car chase where he's Mm -hmm. chasing reese and sarah uh I think that's an excellent. I'm a I'm a huge sucker for a great car chase scene. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was excellent. Yeah, we'll get uh, into it more with Terminator Two whenever we hit that. Yeah. Talk about a car chase. Um, what about mo- who won this movie? I mean, I think I already made it clear who won for me. Arnold. Um, this yeah. movie kind of set off his career. What about you guys? It has to be Arnold, and also like for badass scenes like this guy dropped an entire police station and they're like, Oh, you'll be safe here, Sarah Connor. Like he's just a badass. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's killing a bunch of people, but like, you're just like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, Arnold won this movie. He's who you watch it for. Well, then, exactly. you know, I'll I'll take the I'll take this the uh, the other pick because I mean, obviously, Arnold did win this movie, but just to give some kind of variety, I'll go Linda Hamilton. I mean, yeah, valid start of an era, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and I thought this was James Cameron's directorial debut. But it's not. He came out with Piranha 2, The Spawning, <laughs> in 1982 uh, as his first feature-length film. Um, you know what? Something else that I could say, one. Yeah. The year 1984. If this movie came out at any other era in time, oh my gosh, it'd be so bad. What a stacked year. Yeah, man. Stop Holy Making Sense cow. came out in that year. I mean, you got Terminator. You got Peak. With the Ghostbusters, you got Nightmare on Elm Street, Paris, <sighs> Texas, Temple oh, of Paris, Doom, Amadeus, crazy. Gremlins, Nausicaa and the Valley Holy. of Wind, the most underrated Studio Ghibli movie, in my opinion. You got Once Upon a Time in America, Karate Kid, Stop Making Sense came out this year, 16 <laughs> Candles, Spinal Tap, Blood Simple, Footloose. That's Holy crazy. Holy cow, what a crazy year. Threads came out that year. Toxic oh, Avenger. Threads is a ter- terrifying movie. That is in. That is an insane year for film. Nineteen eighty four, casually dropping one of the greatest films ever made, Paris, Texas. This movie's so good. It's so good. I mean, you got Police Academy, The Natural. Oh my god. That's nuts. Oh, thanks. Great shout out, Jagger. I would have never even. Beverly Hills Cop, Never Ending Story. Holy cow. What a go to year. And also, for real. we can't forget Peak, David Lynch's Dune. Yeah, oh, I yeah, intentionally <laughs> skipped over that one. Ouch. Um, what a stab at Dune. That movie sucks. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, well then, whenever we get around to making that episode, that'll be fun. I love Dune. Which one? The old one? The 84 David Lynch one. Have you seen Denis Villeneuve's Dune? Uh, no, but I okay. do love the 84 one. Yeah, watch Dude, the new one, and then you Denis- won't love the original one anymore. The new one is fucking unbelievable. Well, and they also better watch said- it before March, because we're going to be talking about it. Well, everyone is- always said that um, Blade Runner 2049 was really good, and then I watched that, and now I don't trust anyone anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Leave it alone, Evan. What do, it's what okay. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. <laughs> what do you mean? We, we, after, because after Kubrick, we're doing a Wong Kar Wai watch through, oh, yes, and then we'll do, we'll do a Denis Villeneuve. So we'll do Prisoners. We'll do Ansandis. We'll do Blade Runner 2049. We'll do Dune. We'll do Sicario. We'll do Arrival. Because that man... Talk about a stacked filmography. Yes. Uh, well, I'll casually sit here and hate on Blade Runner 2049. Give some interesting conversations. I want to get guess. into it now, but I know we can't. What do you have um, it scored at? Yeah. Uh, what do I have it scored at? Three stars being generous because of its visuals. What do you have the original Blade Runner at? I have not logged it, um, but I did shut it off. 
<laughs> yeah. Huh? Casually find- shutting off maybe the greatest <laughs> science fiction movie ever. That's nuts. Okay. I just think that the story is so pathetic. We'll get into that another day. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll do a Blade Runner episode. Holy shit. Blade Runner double feature. <laughs> um, yeah. Next question. Uh, does Terminator belong on the IMDb Top 250? Oh, absolutely. I agree as well. It's iconic. It's classic. Yeah. It's, it's not classic. as good as like Terminator 2, but like it's still a classic action movie that's set... Like, just set the president for a badass movie. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, now, we finally found, and it's been weeks. It has been weeks since we have found a worthy adversary for uh, Jack from The Shining. But <laughs> does the Terminator defeat Jack one on one? I mean, Absolutely. no weapons. No weapons. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. There's no contest. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Dude, even with weapons. <laughs> even with even if Jack had weapons and the Terminator didn't. Jack's really slow. Yeah. Terminator wins. Easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Ooh, Logan versus the Terminator is gonna be an interesting one. You mean Logan versus Jack Torrance? Oh, are we comparing all of them to Jack Torrance? Yeah, yeah. that's the bit. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, would would your main character win in a fight against Jack Torrance? We Uh-oh. haven't told you about that. Um, I'll fight for it's... Jack Torrance on that one. But when we get there, we get there. <laughs> against Logan? Yeah, man. What? No okay. weapons. It's no claws. I mean, it's two really muscular That's not dudes. a weapon. That's a body part. That's a body part for Logan. That's a weapon. Man. Also, Logan has regeneration powers. Like what? Yeah, he has regenerational abilities. And in this case, we're going to be talking Logan post adamantium procedure. So every, I mean, every yeah, single probably. bone in his body is covered in the most indestructible metal known to man. But he's Jack Torrance. How, how many movies have you watched with Wolverine, Jagger? <laughs> um... X-Men First Class. X-Men. He's in that movie for a scene. Have you watched, like, have you watched Logan? No. (laughs) He is... Um, Wolverine is him. Yeah. I watched X-Men Apocalypse. Did you skip Days of Future Past? Uh, Yes, I did. Dude, it's the you gotta best watch one. Day. What do you Day mean? Past is one of the greatest superhero movies <laughs> ever made. So good. Oh, here's uh, my hot take. X Men Apocalypse is like a three and a half. That's not that's a hot valid. take. That's not it's a not? hot take. Oh, that's how I know. Days of Future it. Past is a five star. That's why people Day hate on Apocalypse. Past is a five star because that's Apocalypse why people is hate a step Apocalypse. On. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's a big step down. Yeah. Well, now to but really, but it's not bad. It's actually pretty good. Go watch Days of Future Past today. Now I have to live up to um, what I just said. Uh... Have you seen First Class, the one that no. Matthew Vaughn directed? Um, oh yes, my I did. god, I did. dude! I did. I did. First, First Class is a four and a half. Days of Future Past is a five. Easily, okay. It's, it's so uh, good. X Men: Rise of the Silver Surfer is like a three and a half or a four. That's fantastic. That's four, fantastic my guy. four. Oh, Fantastic oh. Four! Wait, what did I say? 
You said X Men. X Men Rise oh. of Silver Surfer. My bad. Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer. Fake it's like a fan. three and a half or a four. You just need to do an X Men watch through. You need to watch the original trilogy. You need to watch X Men Origins Wolverine and The Wolverine. And you need to watch the prequels as well. Because there's a lot of great fit. Like X Men yeah. and X2 are amazing. X Men Last Stand is all right, it's pretty good. It's not amazing, but it's pretty good. X-Men Origins Wolverine has its issues, has a has more continuity issues than in any movie I have ever seen. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. It's a fun time. Um, the Wolverine... Underrated really as hell. It's so underrated. It's so good. X-Men First Class. Banger. X-Men Days of Future Past. Maybe top five superhero films of all time. Yes. X-Men Apocalypse. Eh, it's pretty good. Dark Phoenix. I didn't even see shit. Dark Phoenix. It's I didn't even shit. watch it. But Logan, that is top three superhero movies yes. ever made. Yes. Top you, three make, superhero make movies. Make sure you watch Days of Future Past before the watching. Logan review in like two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Because it's amazing. Okay, what's the consensus here on Thor Love and Thunder? I didn't watch it, and I won't. Really? <laughs> yeah, fuck Jagger, that. what about you? What about you? Oh, I don't have it rated? Oh, I'm going to rate it. Three and a half. Higher than Blade Runner 2049. I'm... By I had miles. fun with it. I had fun with it. I thought Thor yeah. Love and Thunder was fun. I think it definitely had its issues. I think it uh, leaned too heavily on the comedy. I don't mind, though. That's what the comics are but... like. But... I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. Um, but yeah, dude, you need to get into the X-Men universe. Wolverine is fucking elite. Like, the the only way they killed him in the comics was... The, there's a comic called The Death of Wolverine. And the only way he died was because he was covered completely head-to-toe in adamantium and frozen like a statue. Whoa. There is a comic called Old Man Logan. It is one of the greatest comic so book good. series it's I've so ever read. It's so good. There is a scene in there where the Hulk eats Wolverine. He eats him. Wolverine regenerates in his stomach and kills the Hulk by tearing him from the inside out. It is unbelievable. Wolverine is him, bro. He really is. I mean, Wolverine has been bombed by a nuke and survived. See, that's exactly why Jack Torrance could beat him. Oh, my God. <sighs> All right, let's Jack move on. Jack Torrance is let's the move. bomb. Let's Terminator's fucking awesome. Let's move on. Terminator's <laughs> great. Terminator's great. Jagger's takes are making me sad. Let's go. What have we been uh... watching? That's our next segment. <laughs> Okay. That's crazy. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, who wants to kick it off? <clears throat> I will. Okay, go ahead, Jagger. We're All going right. back to the second. What have you been watching? Okay, on the second, I watched Saltburn. On the third, I watched Saltburn. <laughs> <laughs> on the third, again, I watched Barbie. Fourth, I w. watched Bling Ring. Five, the fifth, I watched Hotel, the new OJ production. Absolutely peak. Um, Hell yeah. 
On the 6th, I watched none other than Saltburn. On the 7th, I watched Oppenheimer. On the 8th, I watched Parasite and Black and Wait, White. Wait, you watched Oppenheimer? Do you still have it at a 4-star? I brought it down to a 3 and a half. Oh my god. <sighs> Jagger, you're really enraging us today. This is a crazy episode. <laughs> oh um, on the 8th, I watched Parasite in Black and White. Uh, five stars. I think that it, watching it in Black and White is absolutely splendid. Uh, it really makes, like, accentuates the dialogue, the VO, and the acting. I think that's really great. Uh, I think that the dialogue is very evocative for the purposes that it needs to be, and I think that things like that will go further into that when we talk about Old Boy, which I double featured it with, four and a half. Um, watching Old Boy with commentary makes you realize exactly how incredible it is. Um, I think if you talk about something that's truly evocative, you are looking at all of the VO in Old Boy, and that was totally intentional. It was added at the very last minute. I think that that's incredible to think about. That originally Old Boy is supposed to have a lot of quiet to it, but I think that the fact that they chose to not do that is great. I also think that the differentiations between the book that it's based on and it itself as a film, uh, I think that those things that differentiate the two are it's beautiful. a graphic novel right something yeah. like that yeah 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 it is uh so mad respect to everyone that worked on that film all of the trouble that they went through to give us a good film i think that that's that's the dedication that film needs that's why people like kubrick are so brilliant uh then to follow up two masterpieces i hit them with five nights at freddy's four stars or no four and a half my bad god um I have okay, that. Evan, deep breaths. I have Dude, I, I realize now that I put my camera on and Jagger saw that, so he's just hitting me with the hot takes so you can see the <laughs> reactions. I gave that one a 93 out of 100. Um, as a fan, that movie just makes me so happy. Uh, so That defense yeah, that... is crazy because that movie is just so boring. Uh, then I <sighs> went to a slightly lower rated 86 out of 100 horror movie. I went to Talk to Me next. Um, I think Five Nights at Freddy's, in my opinion, is a little bit more of an enjoyable experience, but I do think Talk to Me is great. Uh, and then I uh, hit him with Saltburn. Uh, so. Talk to Me is so good. How can you say that? I think that it is very good. Hey, it's man. a four and a half, at but it's least- like at least this video might go, this pod might go viral because of the takes in this episode. Dude, talk to me is like. I am getting physically sick right talk now. Talk to me below Five Nights good. at Freddy's is insane. Well, I'm not saying anything bad about talk to me. I'm just saying. Yeah, but you're that... saying too much good about Five Nights at Freddy's. It's peak, dude. You know what, Jagger? I will say this. I respect you so much because of the reason that you don't give a fuck and you don't let anyone influence your opinions on movies. Your opinions are your opinions and you never change. And I respect that so much. I wish I could be like that. I let other people's opinions affect my opinions so much and you don't. Your opinions are your opinions and you stay true to that and I respect that. And Dude, I've that. watched Saltburn four times in the last week. I've got my own opinion on everything. <laughs> no. <laughs> Real yep, talk, though, okay. I do think that me having my own opinions makes it a lot easier to just say, I watched Saltburn four times in the last week. I watched Bling Ring once because it's absolutely peak, and I prefer Five Nights at Freddy's 
I do agree with the bling ring. Bling ring is great. Have oh, you seen that, uh, Evan? No, I really want to though. The Coppola, I've heard it's Coppola. It's really good. And I haven't I'm seen any of the movies I've... yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have Five Nights at Freddy's higher than Old Boy. Pretty sick, huh? That's a take. <laughs> yep, that is a take. Uh... <sighs> no, uh, you should. You haven't seen any Sofia Coppola. No, I'm going to start with mm. Lost in Translation, though. That's a good idea. That's her best work, in my opinion. Um, I've I heard it's Lost the in... counterpiece to her, so I really want to watch it. Yeah, we talked about that because our fir- I think it was our first Friday night double feature episode. We did her and Lost in Translation. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and it's because Sofia Coppola and Spike Jones were married, and then they got divorced. Yeah. And then like a year later, Sofia Coppola came out with Lost in Translation. And then 10 years later, Spike Jones came out with her. And it's like, it's supposedly their perspectives on their yeah, relationship Yeah, that's super together. cool. So I honestly, I would recommend watching that as a double feature, going from Lost mm. in Translation to her. Dude, her. Um, I haven't seen her in a long time because it makes me sad. Dude, I have Soul crushing there are a few movie. movies that make me sob harder than her that is something all four of us or all three of us can agree on that movie yeah. is peak that movie yeah. is so peak. good it's so good um evan what about you what have you been watching recently i have been watching a whole lot of peak january sure. has been a stacked month except uh one short film i watched because i wanted to log something on the day of the golden globes i kicked off january with oppenheimer i think i said that last time yeah it's a five star it's perfect every time i watch it it gets better Mm-hmm. Then I watched The Creator. I went into this with very, very low expectations. I thought it was yeah. going to be like a two-star max. It was awesome. The The plot is very, very shallow. That's fine. John David Washington is very much lacking charisma in this movie. Yeah. This movie is so much fun to watch, and visually, it is out of this world. I gave it a four-star. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah, I've heard visually it's really It's cool. sick. It's on Disney+. Plus. Go watch it. It's really good. <laughs> Don't go in with crazy expectations. Just go in expecting to have a cool time and look at some cool shit. It has a Radiohead needle drop that is like my favorite thing ever. Oh, um, what Radiohead, song? everything in its right place. Cool. I love Radiohead's my favorite drops. band. I have two Radiohead tattoos. Oh, oh these are both w? Radiohead tattoos. My favorite band. Uh, so yeah, that movie was sick. I loved it. Then I watched The Society of the Snow. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend this movie. I I like disaster movies, so yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's up my alley. Even if you don't, go watch it. It's really, really touching and intense. Technically, it's a marvel. Like it is so well made. Yeah, um, especially. Can I, can yeah, I go ask ahead. you what are, you said? You like disaster movies. What are your thoughts on the day after tomorrow with Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> The disaster movies I'm talking about are the Roland Emmerichs and the like San Andreas with The Rock. I think those movies are super fun. 2012 with uh, John Cusack, maybe one of the most fun movies I've ever watched. I love that. I I I hate that one, but The Day After Tomorrow, I think is peak. I love that movie. Peak. I okay, so okay, I keep going, keep going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Society of the Snow is really it's a tough watch. It really is. It is yeah. the plane crash. So if you don't know what this movie's about, it's about it's a true story and it's been made before mm-hmm. uh a couple times. It's uh there's this movie from the nineties with Ethan Hawke called Alive. That's yeah. based on this plane crash, and then Yellow Jackets, the TV show, is also based on this plane crash. Uh 
So it's about a, a rugby team with their families that are flying through the Andes Mountains to uh, Argentina, or I believe. Yeah. And they crash uh, in this, go trying to climb a mountain and end up in this valley. And they're there for a long time. I won't drop any spoilers because it's uh, it's just kind of better to not know who who survives, who doesn't, how long they're there, all that. It is, yeah, it's a tough watch. The The crash is insane. There's some avalanche scenes that are, like, they just make you want to cry because they're so intense. Yeah. Acting is great. I I think it has some issues because the cast is decently big with you getting to know everybody and caring mm-hmm. about everybody. Like, you care about a, a small group of them, but there's a decent amount of them that survive the plane crash, so... Yeah, I think, and it's a long movie. It's two and a half hours, but uh, I don't think it fleshes out all of its characters perfectly. I gave it a four and a half stars. It's really good. The ending made me sob like a child. Like I was mm-hmm. bawling my eyes out. I loved it. Love that. And then I watched my third, fa- my new third favorite movie of 2023. I updated my uh, list on the AFE Letterboxed. Rice Boy Sleeps. You guys both yeah. have to go watch this movie. It is insane. It's it's perfect. It is so well made. It's kind of like Past Lives, where it's partially in English, partially in K- Korean. Yeah, Korean. It's really, really touching. Go into it blind. Don't want to give anything away. It's really well acted. Very tragic, but amazing. Mm-hmm. Heartfelt. Great. Go watch it. I watched The Truman Show for the first time. Peak. I went into this movie with sky-high expectations. And I'm not going to lie, it let me down a bit. I've seen people give this movie top 10 of all time. It's not top 10 of all time. No. It's and not I was ex- close to like my top 100, but it's That's really my thing. good. So I was expecting top 10 of all time. I gave it a four star. I really like it. I think it's fun. Uh, Jim Carrey's great. Uh, Laura Linney's good. She's like maybe... Skylar White annoying in Ozark, so I already don't like her. So I didn't like her in this movie, even though I mean, that's just like my thing. Yeah, I liked yeah. it a lot. It was good. Uh, yeah, my expectations were just too high. Yeah, I've never understood that the hype. I I mean, I think I have it at like a four, four and a half. I think yeah. it's really good. I just don't think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, me either. Uh, yeah, and then I watched Heat peak peak it is one of the best heist movies ever made the the scene with al pacino and de niro at the diner is an all-timer it's one of the best scenes ever made it's peak yeah that's all i have to say go watch heat it's great uh and then i watched maybe the greatest film ever made paddington 2 it's perfect it's perfect i showed it to my family on the weekend we were all crying together it's perfect paddington's peak I would die for Paddington. That's all I got to say. Wouldn't we all though? The the yeah. scene in the first one where uh they're at the restaurant and they're like maybe we'll call you Paddington and he and he takes the ketchup bottle and he's like Paddington and then spray <laughs> I makes me laugh every time. It's so he's those movies are just so silly. Yeah. I love Jagger, it. have you seen Paddington too? Um no, I'm just trying <sighs> to recuperate with the fact that you just said that Truman Show is anything besides five stars. It, it's uh, not. 
it's it's not five stars. I don't think it's a particularly deep movie. I think that it (sighs) tries a little too hard to be showy. I think Jim Carrey's amazing in it, but I thought the story was a little... It's not even his best performance either. No, it's not. Eternal Sunshine bodies this movie. Absolutely bodies it. Here's a hot take. His performance in Ace Ventura, also better than his performance in Truman Show. Respect. I I think the Truman Show is like a fun watch. I don't think it has a lot to say, even though it tries to say a lot about humanity and life. I think it's pretty boilerplate. I liked it a lot. Neither of you have reviewed Man on the Moon, correct? I haven't seen it. No. Well, then neither of you can speak about Jim Carrey performance. Have you seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Yes, I have. You think that's better? Man on the Moon's better? I do. Jagger is. is Man on the Moon is also in his like top 10. Mm, so we'll see. I'll watch it. Uh, <laughs> Paddington 2 is peak. It's, it's genuinely maybe one of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> I've seen it four or five times in 2023, plus, like in the last year. I, it's it's awesome. Then I watched Monster, which is a 2023 release. Uh, I had to go to some weird places to watch this movie. I liked it. I I watched this at like 6 a.m. with all of the lights off and multiple blankets, so I kind of dozed through the first like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I need to rewatch it, but I liked it a lot. It was really good. Uh, yeah, I need to rewatch it. I gave it a four star. And then I watched Taste of Cherry on the Criterion channel. Is that this... the Alfonso Cuaron one? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I thought that was Alfonso. Cuaron. This is directed by Abbas Kiraostami. I'm probably butchering that. This is yeah. a movie about a man who wants to end his life, and he drives around trying to find somebody to bury him after he dies. Mm-hmm. It is flawless. This movie is so good. It's it's a pretty fast paced and most of it is shot just from like his passenger seat as he drives around looking for somebody to bury him and take this this job. Yeah, it's really, really good. I loved it. Terminator we touched on. And then last night I watched Close, which is a 2022 release. It's about uh, two best friends and uh, they're when they're kids and something happens to one of them. And it's kind of about just life and human emotion i thought it was incredible i i watched it right before bed last night because i went to bed super early before my uh baking shift and i was just laying in bed like distraught but it's really (laughs) good it was on netflix for a while i don't think it's on there anymore i just rented it check it out it's really good i gave it a five star yeah so yeah yeah um for me um after we did jai bim I gave Cloverfield a rewatch, which might be at number two for me for found footage horror films. Um, great, great alien flick, great monster flick. Just really, really. Is solid. Blair Witch number one? Yes. W. As far as Big found w. footage goes, I think that's Thank the goat. God. It's the OG. It's the goat. Thank God. Um, I found my people. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Jagger, are you a fan of Blair Witch? What do, I know it's not your favorite, but I are you a fan? Do you enjoy? Yeah, it's it? good. It's good. I really respect it. I mean, I don't think I enjoy it as much as other people, but my respect is through the roof. Yeah, as long as you have respect for. Yeah, it. 
the it's shot at the end when the guy is just standing in the corner oh my haunted God. my dreams for months like legit that, months it's so I, creepy it's so creepy that movie's scary um cloverfield's a banger matt reeves is just, he cooks man he cooks, uh and then bro. i uh dipped my toe into tim burton's live action films with sleepy hollow which oh, yeah. i didn't think i would enjoy I was going with kind of low expectations, but I did really enjoy it. Some gnarly kills in that movie. Um, but, and it also really fun. I think I finally also understand the hype behind the girls swooning over Johnny Depp. I mean, my God, <laughs> what a good looking man. Um, and then I watched Bo Burnham's inside. Um, I don't, was that a first seen... watch? Yeah. I'd only ever seen um, his first special. My God, peak. Inside is, in my opinion, one of the greatest pieces of media released in like the last 15, 20 years. It's it's so good. so so good. Hold well, on. then I'll keep to myself. You, oh, do you? Know there's no you? way, bro. You you'll get used to it, Evan. You'll get the used songs to it. in Inside in the second half specifically send me into existential depressive spirals. And it's even it's so interesting watching it so far removed from COVID. Yeah, and looking back, it's just it's crazy. Jagger, what and do you knowing have like, at? what do I have it at? Um, I've tried at least five times to make it through, and every time I just like groan and shut it off. Like, I've made it to like the hour mark. That's as far as I've made it so far. I mean, I'll try again. It's been like three weeks. I just can never do it. I just find it to be incredibly Damn. unentertaining and really bad, and I don't <laughs> want to give it half a star for the sake of repercussion. Jeez. So Trey, just, like, like try half again. of Inside is on my Spotify wrapped. Dude, it's so good. And Goodbye some of songs as an ending. What's what's the opening one? Um, I can't remember, but... I've also Dude. tried Make Happy and What, and I just, I, I don't think I like Bo Burnham, and that could yeah, very well be it. Fair. Content. <laughs> yeah. I made you some, some content. content. Oh. oh, God, dude. I, I just so love good. him. I love Bo Burnham. Um, he has my all-time favorite Vine. Jagger isn't old enough to remember Vine in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> its peak days, but he's playing the piano, and he's like, is there anything better than Pussy? Yes, a really good book. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed that. Uh, I watched The Houses That October Built. Uh, that was fine. Another found footage horror film. Uh, wasn't that good. Uh, it was fine. Um, I watched a vampire movie called 30 Days of Night with Josh Hartnett. Um, that was honestly kind of banged. Um, I've always wanted to watch that. It, it's a good time. It's on Netflix right now. I would uh, recommend checking it out. Uh, some gnarly kills. Uh, just it, it, I felt it was a good time. Um, ben Foster's in it too, so you can never go wrong with some Ben Foster. <sighs> what a chat. Uh, I love him. Rewatch uh, 2001 for our, our episode this Friday where we will be reviewing that um, and Dr. Strangelove. Uh, I still think it's the greatest film of all time. Um, it's just immaculate. Um, Valid take. 
uh, with only Ben, with Ben, who's been on here before, and uh, from the Real Talk uh, Discord, we watched When a Stranger Calls, uh, the remake uh, from 06, um, which now I want to see the original, um, which I'm sure is much better. Uh, It was still, this one was still super fun. I mean, it's the whole, the call is coming from inside the house. Like that whole thing. Um, Like, have you checked the children? Like, I used to tell this scary story at like summer camp. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's iconic. Uh, It was stupid, but it was fun. Um, Very early 2000s horror. Um, And then I watched Private Life. Uh, which was a drama with Catherine Hahn and Paul Giamatti um, about them trying to have a baby. Um, amazing, really good. Paul Giamatti is the, that guy. Um, watched The Babysitter, which came out in 2017. Thought that was fine. The vibe of it, it didn't really work for me till the last like half hour. Um, but yeah, that was fine. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Ides of March, really, really good. Another movie where Gosling just absolutely carries. Um, Clooney is also great in this. You get Philip Seymour Hoffman, you get Paul Giamatti, Evan Rachel Wood, Marissa Tomei, Jeffrey Wright. Um, stacked cast here. Uh, also directed by George Clooney. Just a great film. Um, He's such a good director. He really is. Um... And then I rewatched Dr. Strangelove. Um, it's so funny. It's timeless. Um, the fact that you're, I'm still able to laugh out loud at a movie from 1964 is mind-blowing. Um, hilarious. So good. Um, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Just peak comedy. Um, then I watched Saltburn, um, just for Jagger. I thought it was all right. Ooh. I didn't think it was anything special. Um, <laughs> I think they tried to deliver. Um, I, I understood the themes and the messages they were trying to deliver. I just think they fell fat, flat for me. Um, and it felt kind of shallow. Um, but that's just me. Um, Barry Keoghan gave a great performance. Jacob Lordy was great. Uh, after that, I watched a found footage horror called The Deep House, um, which was pretty mid not good. Don't watch it. Uh, oh, this is where I'll talk about this. Um, and then I didn't really log it. The only thing I logged for the next couple of days was the thing. I went and saw that a theater near me was doing a view of that god. in 35 millimeter. Oh my god! Which was full, full theater, seeing the thing in 35 millimeter. I'm so jealous, dude. It was awesome. That's the best theater. That sounds incredible. Ever. Everybody was like. And it wasn't like people were like talking throughout the whole thing. Like everybody was invested in watching the movie and everybody was a huge fan of it. Like when the opening credits come up and John Carpenter's name come up, everybody was like, yeah, that's awesome. Like just a bunch of Carpenter fans. Um, It was a blast. That's a great film. Yeah. Even though I don't love John Carpenter, uh, the thing is just perfect. It's so good. Jagger, do you have that at a five star? Yes. Yeah, it's, I mean, some of the greatest practical effects to ever, that I've ever gazed 
on the screen. Um, like, the scene with the defibrillator where he it goes through the chest and then he gets his arms chomped off. Just I, insanity, <laughs> dude. Dude, I really wish that I had seen the movie because I saw that scene on Watch Mojo lists when I was like 14 countless times and I hadn't seen the movie yet. Yeah. <sighs> Oh Curse man, watch, watch Mojo. Mojo. What a throwback. Um, also a recommendation <laughs> the thing if you is like oh. oh, go ahead Jagger. Go ahead. I was going to say the thing is really like the Beatles of horror. Like it it's really truly is. one of the best. Yeah. Um even though the Beatles, it's more like uh Led Zeppelin Try. of horror. Hold we can get into this conversation and I'll tell you why the Beatles aren't a good band. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not like denying I have respect for them the but it's more proof why generic pop music makes people popular because it's generic it's easy to process everything that made the Beatles the Beatles was stolen from black American musicians it's I mean, the same thing Elvis did that Every, is a fair point the but, only song that Elvis wrote and was popular was Can't Help Falling in Love. Everything else was a cover from a black blues American artist. And the Beatles are the same. The Beatles are the kids bop of the 60s, man. The only truly talented Beatle was George Harrison, and he was the most underused Beatle. Trey, name one bad song on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I, th I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying Think it's generic. Derivative. It's okay. derivative. Sergeant, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band came out post Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys is the greatest pop record ever made. And the, Sergeant, and the Beatles listened to it and were like, okay, we're going to do the same thing and created Sergeant Pepper's. Okay, but Sgt. Pepper's is still an incredibly legendary band with banger after banger. And the Beatles have created some of the most easily listenable songs ever. Yeah, and they I took will it from here. people. I know, they're, but they're, I... The Beatles are kids bop, dude. They took, I... they took yeah, great the Beatles music are incredible and dumped in it down for a general audience. Okay, but the Come Together version by the Beatles is better than the Aerosmith version. I will defend Not that. True. Okay, but the co Come Together is one of the most, in my opinion, one of the most easy to just listen to songs ever. I think that yeah, there are a lot Yeah, Come Together by Aerosmith. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Here I have comes no stake in this game because I don't listen to the Beatles ever. Here Good. comes the sun. Hey Jude, let yeah. it be. The entire really basic pop songs. Hey Jude's a banger, but it's a pretty basic song. <laughs> It's like eight hey minutes Jude. long, and hey over half of it is just. Hey Jude nah, nah, was nah, nah, covered nah, nah. by Wilson Pickett. If you go listen to Wilson Pickett covering Hey Jude, it is leagues better. It is so much better than the Beatles version. <laughs> what about Get Back, an absolutely legendary song? Yeah, it's legendary. It's iconic. I never said they weren't iconic. I never said they weren't I, legendary. I don't mean iconic. I don't mean iconic. I say legendary in the sense that it is one of the greatest songs ever written. It's one of the most basic songs ever written. <laughs> nothing they did broke barriers. Nothing they did, like, nothing they did, like, per, <laughs> like, added to music as a whole. Okay. Right? And then, right. But then you go look at players, you go look at Jimi Hendrix, 
You go mm-hmm. look at Zeppelin. You you go you go look at Clapton. You go look at these amazing amazing musicians, and they push the boundaries of what the genre did. Trey, the Beatles never did that. I I love the Beatles, and to bring it back to the film conversation, how does the Be- the Beatles does more for music than Oppenheimer does for film? <sighs> All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> so the reason you can't be reasoned with Jack. How do we even get to the Beatles conversation? He was. Uh, uh, we're just gonna move on. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, so I also didn't log. The only thing I logged from the sixth to the eighth was the thing, and that is because I was watching Mindhunter. I binged that in two days. Uh, it's the greatest show I've ever watched. I think it is Fincher's best work. Um, it's fucking amazing. Everybody go watch Mindhunter. It's unbelievable that that was canceled. Um, just blows my fucking mind. Um, and I would highly recommend going and binging it. It's amazing. If you're into true crime, it's amazing. Um, yeah, that show was amazing. Um, and then yesterday I watched uh, Circle on Netflix. It's fun. It's yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, and then I watched Side Effects. Steven Soderbergh directed it. I fucking he, love that movie, bro. Uh, Steven Soderbergh just needs to stick to heist movies. Um, really, dude? The last act of that movie is crazy. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, and then I watched Damn. Scanners this morning. Um, well, Scanners is good. My first Cronenberg movie. My Ooh. first David. Cronenberg movie. Let me say that. Um, his son, I can't remember his name. Brandon. Brandon. Brandon Cronenberg. I watched Infinity Pool. Now that you don't want Possessor, bro. Um, but yeah, that was my first dip into the Cronenberg universe. Um, I enjoyed it a good amount. Um, oh, he directed a History of Violence. Yes. Peak. Oh man, I need to watch that. It's a good um, movie. But yeah. Um, that's what I've been watching. Thank you for joining us today on The Average Film Enjoyer. Uh, share this with your friends so they can also get enraged by our insanely hot takes <laughs> on this episode. I have a genuine headache right now. I, I had zero hot takes things. this episode. It was you two. Me neither. Uh, yeah. Oh, come on now. Shut you up, had Jack. multiple Blade Runner. <laughs> God, find that in Freddy's. Um, Shake my head. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this on... Uh, <laughs> If you're listening to this on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, leave us a review. Leave us a five-star review. Um, We love the support. Um, And if you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a comment. What do you think Jagger's hottest take is? Go check out his letterboxed. Um, Go go check out our HQ. Uh, Give us a follow on Letterboxd, The Average Film Enjoyer. It's uh, titled AFE Pod, I think. Um, if you want to check out some of our merch, Jagger currently has the Average Film Enjoyer Pickleball set up behind his head right there. Um, if you want to check that out, afepod.com. That is afepod.com. Um, you can check out all of our merch. We still have stuff up from our Hooptober series, a lot of horror movie merch, some great stuff up there. Um, if you want to follow us on our socials, I am Trey the Film Noob. Everywhere, Evan is Evan O. 567 on Letterboxd and Jagger is Jagger Film Fan on Letterboxd. Um, Jagger the Movie Guy on Instagram and Twitch and Jagger Film Reviews on TikTok and Twitter. 
Uh, it's muscle memory at this point, man. Um, my mouth just kind of does it. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We will be back Friday with our review of uh, Dr. Strangelove and 2001, The Beginning of Peak in Stanley Kubrick's filmography. Um, and then next Tuesday, we will be back with the uh, true and heartbreaking story that is Spotlight. Um, Best picture winner. Yeah, one of the most... I can't tell you. I sat there for 30 minutes in my bed for in silence after watching that movie for the first time. Um, it's a heartbreaking watch, but I'm excited to talk about it because I think it's a great film as well. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us today on the Average Film Enjoyer, and we will see you Friday.